Hello everyone and welcome back to 20 Minute Marketing. I hope you're all having a great day. Today, unfortunately, is very miserable. It looks like it's been raining all night. There's puddles on the ground everywhere. Um, took a little bit longer to get to work, unfortunately. Uh, but I'm excited to get started and introduce a new guest today. It's episode number 13, so lucky number 13 for us all, hopefully. Um, so hello, Naomi. I hope you're having a great day. Could you just tell us a little bit about yourself and your background? Hi, thanks for having me. I'm Naomi. I'm a digital marketing consultant. Um, I focus mainly on social media. However, I could cover like the whole range of digital marketing strategies and uh, techniques. My background is mainly in luxury and fashion brands, working for well-known uh, global brands. Um, tend to be in-house, but recently I've started working on a freelance basis um working for a variety of different fashion brands so it's going to be exciting to hear your opinion from a freelance and in-house as well um and mm. sort of on the luxury scale where we haven't really touched on on the podcast yet great cool um so yeah let's move into the main section and get started So we're just going to get started and talk about social media um, because that's where your expertise kind of um, lie in the digital world. Um, you do a lot in terms of top line strategy. I was just wondering how you approach that and how you think businesses could look at that when they need to get started or are looking to improve. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think the sort of the idea of having a social media strategy, it's actually quite a scary concept <laughs> and a lot of companies and brands are a little bit sort of nervous about sort of where to start and what to do so I think it's a sort of a nice thing to talk about and and there is sort of a lot of things that you can do which are actually make it feel a lot more simpler than it is um no one's really ever happy to share their social media strategy no one's ever really that confident <laughs> of being like this is my social media strategy so I think a lot of people are a little bit sort of scared and not really sure and no one really wants to put their head above the parapet and say I know what I'm doing <laughs> so um here so I'm gonna put my head above the parapet and say this is what I <laughs> Go do for it. um and um maybe I'll get uh, I don't know maybe it won't work but anyway this is how I work and I think it is a good um a good thing to do so I like to do three things when creating a social media strategy. First, I like to find myself a theme. So this tends to be linked to the company or the brand values. So it also needs to be fairly broad so that it can be interpreted in a number of ways. So I tend to sort of find a word that say like it might be colorful or refreshing or informative. And it's just like a one word term that helps you sort of anchor all of your social media content and messaging um, and you can always sort of fall back on that theme so that um, if you're not sure if a piece of content is right to post you can think does it meet the theme and if it doesn't then you kind of know that it's not the right thing to post yep um, then sort of following off from that I like to create four to five content pillars so each business is different and we'll have different pillars but say for a fashion brand your pillars might be product inspiration something about craftsmanship and then user generated content um but i mean every company is different and each you might only have three pillars but you know it's just good to have a couple of things noted down as your sort of core topics under your yeah. theme and then um 
once you have those pillars, it's important to dip into them regularly and not to sort of just focus on one for ages and then focus on a different one. So it's important to have sort of the full collection of your different content pillars. So maybe like one pillar per day or yeah, yeah, per totally, day of the week yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah. So there's a, yeah, as you I've you sort of move through it six like through a cycle and say, okay, we'll do each pillar, like pillar one on Monday, pillar two on Tuesday, etc. And work your yeah. way through. Or you could yeah, do like, oh, we're always gonna do an inspiration post on a Friday, that sort of thing. So yeah. um there's two ways of yeah, thinking about about when that then goes out. Um, the third thing I like to do then is just make a massive list of all the type of content that either that you have or that you want or that you know that you're going to be having soon. So, you know, literally just like a list saying like blogs, behind the scenes, quotes, news, you know, just sort of general themes of what you're going to be creating. Yeah. And then you can split that content out into each channel. So it's quite nice to sort of create different content for each channel, um, which I know is a lot of work <laughs> but if you sort of know you've already got the content it's just sort of picking which is the right channel for it so if you've got a job posting you're going to post that on LinkedIn if you've got some news maybe that is better on Twitter as opposed to on Facebook so it's just sort of picking what you talk about where because sometimes you might have different messaging for different audiences and so that's sort of the do you sometimes things. yeah just sorry, to, sorry mm. cut in on that do you sometimes overlap or do you try and keep things all on the unique um, channels yeah no definitely there is an overlap um but it's just sort of thinking about sometimes especially working in-house you'll find that you'll be given a piece of content that has to get posted and you're like i really don't know what to do with this because yeah. it just doesn't <laughs> just doesn't fit with anything so then you can sort of work it out like which is actually the right channel for it um because maybe it doesn't fit your overarching theme but maybe it's important for linkedin or for twitter or instagram right so um yeah just sort of having the different places that you know the things live is sort of helpful as well and Um, then was that the that was that the third theme or that was my third theme yeah so that was like three things that i sort of think help you sort of get your head in the game and sort of get you going i mean there's loads of social media strategies on google if you google it and I just don't think any of them are particularly helpful because they just say, like, think about when you're going to post and think yeah. about what time you want to post. And you don't really learn those things until you're actually doing them. So, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you and how do you uh, map all this down? Is it on paper or is it on a big um, flowchart? Yeah, so a bit of both. Um, so I'll have an Excel and some sort of PowerPoint uh, documents going so the excel would be sort of like a monthly view um saying like this is going out on which day with an explanation of what it is and then for like a presentation then a presentation which drills down into the detail so it would be like on the first we're posting this on the third we're posting that um with the actual content that it would be um and having that sort of dual approach so you can see the overarching and then at like a a blink of an eye you can see quickly what's um coming up but then you can check your powerpoint for more of the details um yeah i feel like sometimes it, it's very difficult to decide whether to be very spontaneous or to have a long-term plan and have mm. things mapped out every day of the week um i guess it's like a bit of both try and react to 
daily news but also have yes. a backup plan of content for the month just in case yeah i think there are two approaches that i've seen and most people go down the monthly calendar route of like by the first of the month you've got your posts planned and then if something um if something big comes up or something topical happens then yeah you sort of plug in something extra um the other approach i've seen recently which works if if social media comes naturally to you and you naturally find yourself posting and you don't need um a schedule to follow (laughs) you can sort of just create a bulk of content and just dip into it when you're ready yeah and i can choose the ones that you like yeah yeah and i know some people that really works for them in that as long as they've just got all the content ready then they can just be like oh i'm gonna post that today and oh i'm gonna post that tomorrow um sounds a little stressful like in my my opinion but um if it works for you then it then it works yeah i think that it does only work if if social media comes naturally to you and you just instinctively want to post regularly and daily yeah then you can go down that route but i don't think that's for many people (laughs) (laughs) um so i just want to ask you one final question in terms of top line strategy um and that would be all about reporting and um monitoring success so how do you approach that because i know for e-commerce and like your luxury brands it social media is there to convert whereas for other people it's just purely to build brand image yeah sure so there are a lot of options and there are a lot of paid options and there are a lot of organic free options. Um, obviously, Instagram and Facebook both have insights for free within the app now and they are actually really quite good um, from a free perspective. Um, there are other, um, there are, I mean, there are loads and loads of different reporting tools out there which you can pay for, which are like £10 a month or something. And they are quite useful as well, especially if you want to have automated reports, if you don't want to spend ages creating and collating reports i do think initially you do have to do the legwork and you have to understand what works yourself before you can start automating all your reports and things like that um but i mean each company has a different sort of outset goals for social media some really are just happy with brand awareness and driving engagements so um one metric that I use, you know, the majority of the time I use an engagement metric of working out the engagement rate of the posts and showing the most engaging posts for that month. Um, and then also the least engaging posts to know not to do those types of posts anymore. Um, <laughs> and then that is like the main driver because it is still difficult to check, especially on Instagram and um, conversion rate from instagram is still difficult to calculate um of course you can use google analytics but i do sort of find it a little bit haphazard and not always very accurate so um knowing exactly your conversion rate especially from instagram is still really difficult um so it's i definitely would take engagement as a good metric But there are also with shopping tags. Now, if you add shopping tags to your Instagram posts, you can see how many people have clicked through on your shopping tags. So that's a good indicator of how much traffic you're pushing to the site. If you're getting a lot of traction to your site from your post, then that's a good indicator that your posts are working. Um, And then it's just down to your website to be top notch to then get that conversion. But um, it is a bit of everything, really, unfortunately if you want to really just track conversions then you have to do that via paid ads um 
on social and that's where you can really track your actual conversions and your return on investment yeah, yeah. and i think it is important to do both as mm. well um we are moving into a world where there's not really any such thing as free advertising now unless you're a global company that has a huge follower base mm. and then just continuing with like remarketing and the banner ads etc um is there a right amount to spend i know for smes they might think it's it's a payment that mm. um they might they might not want to commit to yeah um this i seem to be saying the sort of same sort of thing but it really does vary by industry and it depends on what objective you want to get out of your ad um a conversion ad will cost you more you will need to put more budget into getting someone to actually convert as opposed to just having an ad where you can just reach loads of people um if you're not sure if you've not done any paid social media ads before and you're not sure how much to spend then i would recommend doing the boosted post um option on facebook or on instagram and it's just you just press the button and you just put an amount of money in and it just boosts that post for you and it's just a good indicator and an easy way of doing a bit of advertising with very minimal spend you can literally put 30 pounds on the post and then you can see sort of the results that you can get from it um, and that's a good way to start to see sort of how it works for you. And then once you've got more of a feel for it, create uh, proper advertising campaigns on on social. I'm just going to like move on to, to remarketing and, mm. and banner ads in terms of social media, because I think you've probably got a bit more experience than myself. Mm -hmm. So do you have any sort of examples of when they've been done well or when they can become effective or any suggestions in terms of design, slogan, message, etc.? Yeah, I mean... It completely depends on what you want to get out of your ads. So when you set up your social media ads, you can decide whether you want to get a massive reach or whether you want to get loads of new leads or whether you want to get conversions. And each ad, then the creative and the copy and the targeting that you do for each of those sort of then changes. But um I mean, from a creative point of view, it's important to sort of stick with what you are currently already posting. It's no point in creating a completely set of new creative ads that are different to what you normally do, because then you'll entice a new person into your brand and then they'll look at your profile and look at it and think, well, that's not the same. So you need to be consistent and have the same sort of creative and the same visual identity. In regards to remarketing, there is a load of really cool stuff you can do now and you can set up via Facebook a lot of interesting remarketing groups. So you can do the traditional remarketing group of targeting people who visited your website but didn't convert, which is the sort of traditional method. Um, but now you can also remarket to people who actually follow you on social media. So if you're, you've got people who follow you on Instagram and Facebook, you can target them again because you know that they've interacted with you in the past, I don't know, 90 days or 60 days, whatever. And you can create that, that group yourself and you can retarget people who have uh, engaged with you, which is a really interesting technique and one that I found has been very successful with the clients that I've worked with. Um, yeah. Of course, there's you can retarget people who visited your website, people who haven't converted. You can retarget people who have converted and give them an upsell. Um, depending on the value of your product. I don't tend to do that one myself because the products I work with are quite expensive and it's sort of 
big purchase so you're not going to expect them to buy again very soon the second yeah <laughs> but you definitely can do that um and, and yeah, then sorry go ahead uh, do you have any technical tips maybe in terms of time of day or scheduling or anything like that yeah there are definitely things you can do with time of day so you can turn your ads off um during times down times when you know that you're not going to get any conversions um but i would turn on your ads first and just have them on running all the time and then find out what um works for you because maybe you'll find that actually all your conversions come from facebook and not instagram so you could turn instagram off completely um yeah. or you might find that you get conversions mostly at around 9 p.m so you could really double down and just have your ads open between say 7 and 10 p.m um to really focus on focus your spend if you haven't got a, a huge spend just really focus it on on those times yeah absolutely yep um yeah i think we've covered quite a lot in this main section do you have any um anything to summarize with in terms of ads or social media at all um just when you're doing your ads my one tip would be when you're in facebook making the ad you can see um the predicted results that you're going to get and that is really helpful as well when knowing how much budget to put towards something if you're really not sure you can actually just play around put loads of dummy information in but just put in the correct amount that you're willing to spend to see um how much return you're going to get from it so that's sort of my one thing i would say for ads is if you're really not sure just have a play around in the facebook ads uh, manager yeah and you can always turn it off if it's not working out absolutely as well, so. yes but having said that i would also say you need to give it a couple of days to get it going yeah. it's not going to start working you're not going to see a whole influx of new uh traffic or new conversions straight away it will take a little while um for facebook yeah. to really get going yeah. Um, yeah, we'll just summarise there from the main section and we're just going to move on to a little bit of graduate advice to finish off. Mm-hmm. So we're just going to finish off as usual uh, with a little bit of graduate advice. This also applies to anyone that might want a change of direction or is just starting up in marketing that's come from a different role. Um, what um, tips would you give Naomi for someone that might be looking to enter the industry in their first role yeah it's really tough (laughs) um (laughs) I would definitely make sure that your LinkedIn is like super duper and looking really good even at a graduate level you can still have a really strong LinkedIn presence don't be afraid to connect with people in the industry or people that you think you might want to work for and don't be afraid to approach them on LinkedIn Um, And also post regularly on LinkedIn and sort of put your name out there and say that you are looking for work because that is really useful. Um, And then also just sort of reaching out to companies that you would love to work for. Um, Just just try and get in touch with them. Yep. I think we're going to sort of a different like approach now whereby you can use LinkedIn to message a senior member of staff at a company mm. as opposed to having to do the direct apply via CV and it, and it can still work that way as well. Yes, absolutely. I mean, of course, apply for roles if you see them, but um, junior and internship roles, you know, are very difficult to find and don't always come up and often found through networks of people so yeah i'd recommend sort of building your network to be as strong as possible 
Um, and then what do you think graduates or entry-level employees um, could do to try and stand out in terms of learning or getting a bit of knowledge that other people might not have? That's a really good question. I think there are a lot of um, cool YouTube videos and accounts out there that sort of explain some really innovative techniques and things that are going on. Um, make sure that you are super knowledgeable in the industry that you want to go into. So if it's fashion, make sure you're reading the business of fashion every day um, or whatever sort of trade publication there is for your industry. So you can also do the Facebook blueprint courses um, and they are different courses depending on what you want to learn about. You can pick and choose different uh, quizzes and questions and courses to do based on advertising and other things on Facebook. And they're quite useful to learn exactly how to do stuff. So you could teach yourself how to do those things via the Facebook blueprint courses. Yeah, I think that's a really good place to leave it. Um, it gives people... Um, a good start if they want to learn more about business mm. and social media and how they blend together um so yeah we'll wrap it up cool. with that that was a great hint for everyone um thanks for being an awesome guest and i hope everyone enjoys the episode